Come on, say it with conviction. This is God's word. Not Pastor Evans' word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you this morning for your word because it is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And Father, I pray that as your word is being declared today, our hearts are open, our minds are receptive, and our lives will be changed and transformed into being more like Jesus Christ. So as I decrease now, I thank you for the anointing of God that's on my life to increase so everyone in this room and even those who are listening via podcast, Father, they will be spiritually fed, they will be challenged, they will be changed, they will be encouraged. And we give you all alone the praise, the adoration, and the glory in Jesus' name. Can everybody say? Amen, amen. God bless you this morning. Well, I am sharing this morning on a subject that doesn't matter if you are a believer or not, you're going to face this particular area. And so I'm teaching on this morning overcoming temptation. Look at your neighbor and say, he's already talking to you. Now, before I get into my lesson, I have a testimony that one of our members sent me that I'm so proud of for them sharing. And so they, of course, sent it to me for me to share it with you. And so it's, it's, it's kind of long, so I just need you to stay with me. Just look at your neighbor and say, stay with him. It says, I wanted to share my testimony with you. I've been in a faith fight for a while now. I've just recently th- went through a divorce and felt like I could not get it together. I've been following the teaching series, Favors on the Way, and it seemed as though favor was making its rounds to everyone but me. My friends and associates were finding new jobs, finding love, and getting their heart's desires. I, on the other hand, was struggling to pay bills and down beyond belief. My biggest concern is making sure daycare is paid for my daughter. We have not gone without but we have had no extra. I want you to remember that. She says, We've gone, we have not gone without, but we have had no extra. I make sure that daycare is paid sometimes two to three weeks at a time. I'm coming back to daycare, but I have to interject where you come into the story. So now she's about to shift uh, and bring me into the story. So this is what she says here. Uh, In the 11 o'clock service, this was two weeks ago. In the 11 o'clock service, you were reading the scripture about the hundredfold blessing and you made the comment about the scripture not saying anything about a hundredfold of wives or a hundredfold of husbands. And you said, God don't believe in side chicks. Now, let me just help you with vernacular if you don't understand what a side chick is. Okay, 
How many know what a side chick is? Oh, okay, almost everybody. Let me explain for those of you who don't. A side chick is someone who has a relationship with a man who already is in a relationship with somebody else. Okay, let me break it down this way. A side chick is someone who's messing with a guy who's married. Or a side chick is someone who she knows this man has a girlfriend, but she don't mind being a side chick. Are y'all with me so far? Okay, so it goes on to say, I hate to admit this, but I was someone's side chick. Look at your neighbor and say, are you a side chick? And look at your other neighbor and say, are you a side chicken? <laughs> it's going to get better. <laughs> I had been trying to figure out a way to break it off because I knew I was wrong and I had prayed about getting my life together and asking for God's assistance. I always say that if God wants to give me a message, he has to give it to someone else because I always question the advice if I hear it on my own. You also talked about how in the 9 o'clock service, you told the sister that had gotten a phone number from a guy the day before to delete the number. So basically what had happened is God gave me a, 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 just a, a word of knowledge and there was a, a young lady who uh, met a guy the night before and uh, they, you know, the Lord told me to tell him to delete the phone number. He called her that night and then told her to delete the phone number. Well... Uh, I found out later, not only was that true and that was somebody, that person was married. Oh, what you talking about? Mm. Okay. Very judgmental people in this service. <laughs> as soon as I got home from service, I ended that relationship. Come on, give her a hand clap right there. And I deleted his number from my phone. Then she goes on and picks up her day, daycare story. She basically says she dropped her daughter off from school. She was moving her daughter from that school to a private school so she could start uh, preschool early. And the, the clerk of the school came to her and said, hey, you have, I, I need to give you back the check you gave me yesterday. She says, why? She says, because you've been overpaying. She says, you also have a credit. She said, I have a credit? She says, yes. And the credit was for an additional $600. Okay, but then she goes on to say, and I like this part. She said, I hope this helps someone to not lose faith and know that God doesn't remember our sins even though we do. We ask, we have to ask for forgiveness, forgive ourselves, and then do what we know is right. Everybody say, do, do. what we know is right. Amen. So I thought that was an awesome testimony, especially with the, the title that I'm teaching on. And I believe everybody in one way or another is going to uh, either experience temptation or you might be in the middle of experiencing temptation. So find James chapter 1. The book of James chapter 1. If you don't have your Bible, they'll have it up on the screen. James chapter 1. We're going to start reading in verse 1. And then uh, we may turn over to Mark chapter 4 verse 20. That was James chapter 1. Let's start there. Let me define what uh, temptation is. Temptation in the dictionary means the allurement or enticement to do something that's wrong. Everybody say allurement. It's where uh, fishermen get the word lure from because a lure, if you fish, is an object 
that's on the end of the line and it's designed to uh, attract fish. And even though, watch this now, the fish thinks what they're looking at is real, is really not. In other words, what they are about to embark on, you don't see the full picture. They don't know that the temptation to snag this lure is going to snag their life. And that's what temptation is. Now, I have three points this morning. I'm not going to get through all of them, uh, obviously, here. But I'm going to give you the first one. And that is temptation doesn't come from God. In James chapter 1, it says in verse 2, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, watch this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Now, let me just stop and say this. When we are being tempted... What's happening is your faith is really on trial. So how we handle the temptation is what helps us see, watch this now, where our faith really is. So he says in verse, I'm going to skip down to verse 12. Blessed is the man that endures temptation for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Verse 13. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempts he any man. In other words, temptation doesn't come from God. Say this with me. Say temptation doesn't come from God. Amen. Now, when we talk about temptation, I'm talking about all forms of temptation. I'm talking about you may be tempted to quit on God today. I'm just, I'm, I'm through. God, he didn't move like I want him to. So, you know, I'm tired. You know, that's that main word these days. I'm tired. So, you may be quitting on, job, uh, on God. You may uh, be in a temptation now to cheat on your spouse. Touch your neighbor and say, who are you talking to? Yeah. Or you may be tempted to be cheating on a test. How many have cheated on a test before? Let me see your hand. That's all? Oh, no. Somebody lied. How many tempted to lie right now? Let me see your hand. I remember when I was in the seventh grade. Back in the day, you know, we had these science tables and they had these black tops. Oh, how many know what I'm talking about? You all, that's why. And so, uh, you know, I used to use a pencil to write on the table. And... Uh, if you look straight down, you can't see that you wrote on the table. But if you look at an angle, you can see. How many know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And so I, I decided I was going to cheat on this biology test. So I wrote on the table, you know, and I wrote it, you know, where I could see the angle, you know. But how many know those tables have two angles? If you're looking from this side, and you angle yourself, you can see what I wrote. Well, how many know my teacher saw the other angle? How many know I got busted? How many know I got an F? So you might be tempted to cheat on a test. You might be tempted to steal something. Guess we have no kleptomaniacs in the audience, okay? You may be tempted to divorce your spouse. Everybody say, that's a real temptation. Amen. So temptation comes in all forms. And then temptation has some stages. A lot of times temptation just don't come on us. Go to Genesis 39. Go to Genesis 39. Uh, temptation has some stages. And, and you know what's interesting is uh, I was tempted to not share this message because it's not one of those messages that just make you feel good. But see, uh, I believe what I'm sharing today is going to save some of you all some trouble. 
Because when you learn, and I'm going to give you the remedy of how to overcome temptations, one of the remedies of overcoming temptation is that you magnify what the consequences are if you do it. See, there are some people in this room that's married right now. You right on the edge. You right on the edge of cheating. I mean, you right, you right here, you right here. And see, we have gotten real slick how we cheat in these days. See, back in the day, you had to really work to cheat. You don't have to work that hard now. You know, uh, some of you all, you, you know, you, 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 her, her phone number in your phone is really under your buddy's name. Your wife thinks you're talking to all your buddies all these times. No, it's not your buddy. It's not Billy. It's Billy Jean you're talking to. <laughs> Amen. And, and, and temptation is real because uh, if you don't watch it, it will push you further than where you want to go and keep you longer than when you want to stay. And I have watched temptation or the, the, the giving in to temptation ruin some people's lives. Let's look in Joseph in his life. In Genesis 39, this talks about Joseph and he faced some temptation just like we do. And one of the things about it is you got to realize temptation is real. Amen. Now it says in verse 4, Joseph found grace in his sight, talking about his, his uh, well, let's look at verse 2. And the Lord was with Joseph. He was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. And the Lord made all that he did to prosper. And Joseph found grace in his sight and served him. And he made him an overseer of his house and all that he put his hand to. Verse 5. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him an overseer in his house and all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. Verse 6. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand and he knew not aught what he had except the bread that he ate. And Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. That means Joseph was good looking. He was like me, all right? I'm humble too, all right? Verse 7. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife started casting her eyes upon Joseph and she said, lie with me. Verse 8. But he refused and he said to his master's wife, Behold, my master knows not what is with me in his house. And he has committed all that he has to my hand. And there is no one greater in this house than me. Neither has he kept back anything from me but you. Because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against who? Notice Joseph, his perspective on temptation was based on his relationship with God and not whether he could get away with it or not. Because there are going to be opportunities where you can be tempted and no one may not find out in the flesh, but how many know God always knows? So let's see what happened. She looked at him. She said, sleep with me. This would have been a great reality show, wouldn't it? What could we have called this? The house slaves of Egypt? Of Egypt? I don't know. Look at verse 11. Well, verse 10. And it came to pass, she spoke to Joseph. Watch this. Day by day. Can you imagine somebody asking you every day to sleep with them? That's what she was doing. And then the Bible says, he kept saying, no. 
and verse 11, And it came to pass that Joseph went into the house to do his business, and there was no men in the house. And she caught him by his garment and said, You gonna lay with me. And he left his garment in her hand, and he what? What did he do? What did he do? He fled. So here's some stages of temptation. Number one, temptations begin from within and not from without. Let me prove it to you. Go back over to James. Go back over to James. He's going to put it up on the screen. When you go and look at the, the, the book of James, it says in verse 14, Every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. So it's not what's on the outside of a person that creates temptation. It's what's going on on the inside of that person that creates temptation. And you know what? I'm a big believer. Let me tell you something. Everyone that you may know that may have cheated on their spouse will tell you they shouldn't have done it. They'll tell you that the payoff, because see what temptation does, it'll cause you to write a check that your spiritual life can't cash. And many people, you know, especially in marital relationships these days, take marriages lightly, and you shouldn't because what I have done, and, and this will help you overcome temptation, I play it all the way out to make sure I understand what the consequences are before I do it. And see, some of y'all, you know, some people be like, well, I ain't cheated on my wife, well, I ain't cheated on my husband. Well, the question is, uh, have you had a chance? <laughs> Maybe nobody has hit on you yet. Or maybe nobody wants you. <laughs> they see how mean you are. They don't want you. I mean, seriously, though. Temptation starts on the inside. It doesn't start on the outside. The outside just triggers what's going on on the inside. See, you may be here and you may be tempted to go back and start drinking again. I'm talking to somebody right now. And, and here's, the, here's the thing, you, to, to decrease the temptation, pull the liquor out at home. I know it's for guests, but you browse every now and then. <laughs> if you can't handle the browsing, just go pour it down the drain. Your, your, your temptation may be to start back cussing. That's some moaning and some groaning up in there. Y'all hear that? <laughs> Amen. There are all kinds of temptations. Your temptation may be to, to cheat on your expense report at work. Amen. So temptation starts from within. The Bible says, can a man take fire into his bosom and his clothes not be burned? I know the grass sometimes looks green on the other side. But see, most of the time, the grass looks greener because it's turf. And even if it is greener on the other side, the water bill is higher. I mean, if you want your grass green in your relationship, pull the water hose out and water your own grass. Amen. So temptation begins from within. Here's the second thing. Temptation is conceived when what I see is received. In other words, you, you know when something's tempting you. You, you ever been hit, by, hit, hit up by somebody or somebody hit on you? How many have been hit on? Let me see your hand. All right. Well, there are two ways you can, you can, you can handle that. 
You can be flattered. <laughs> no. Wrong response. That's not the right response. Because, see, some temptations most people keep going through because you haven't passed it. You say, well, Pastor, I didn't do nothing. Yeah, but you responded wrong. It, it, flattery is going to cause the door to just stay open. Some people go through the same temptation because they haven't passed the test and just closed the door. Amen. So you can be flattered or you can just be flat and go, thank you, I'm married. So how do you overcome temptation? Because some of y'all are being tempted. I'm telling you. See, you used to have to work hard back in the day to get, you know, to, to, to mess up. You know, see, now you just got it on your smartphone. And, and when you let your smartphone tempt you, it's a dumb phone then. Because, see, you, you know, you used to have to go to the store and buy magazines. Now, I don't work like that now. You can just dial. You can just go right there on your phone. Amen. And some of you all are tempted. To, 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 you know, go on the internet and find stuff you shouldn't find. Touch your name and say, it's quiet in here. God sees that too. So how do we overcome temptation very, very quickly? How do we overcome? Number one is realize that temptations will come. They are going to come. You ever been tempted to slap somebody? I am a preacher, but I'd be wanting to slap the devil out of people in Jesus' name. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'd be all on the news. See, I, I play this stuff out. I think, okay, if I slap them, what's going to happen? Chances are they know I'm on the billboard. Then they're going to try to sue me and sue the church. Then, uh, if, if depending on who I slap, it might create a brawl. Somebody show up, try to shoot me at church. I get shot, die, go to heaven fast. So then I rewind out. Can't slap them. You got to realize the temptations are going to come. The scripture says, There is no temptation taking you, but that such that is common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above what you are able, but will with the temptation make a way of escape. There is a way out. Anytime you, anytime you experience a temptation, there is a way out. You just got to take it. Amen. Then after you realize that temptation is going to come, you got to recognize temptation when it comes. You just got to know that, man, that's a temptation. Huh? I mean, if you are an ex-weed smoker, you don't need to be around your friends that smoke weed. Hello. Come on, if you and Jack used to get drunk a lot, then you and Jack, you need to part with Jack. And I'm talking about Daniels now. That's the Jack I'm talking about. Amen. And then you got to review temptation. Watch this. And you have to magnify the consequences. Let me help you. I love my wife. I really do. I really do. But let me tell you what else helps me to not cheat on my wife because I've magnified the consequences. So I just look at it like this. Okay, I think, okay, if, 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 let's say, for instance, I meet somebody 
uh, through the drive-thru at Zagby's. And they just, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Let's say, for instance, I get their phone number, not knowing that they know me on that billboard. So now, mm-hmm, and I'm messing around with them, so now they're going to use that and blackmail me. So now, I'm out of money. <laughs> if you don't give me some money, I'm going to tell it. I'm going to tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. <laughs> So now I'm out of money. Then it's going to mess up me and my wife's relationship. Y'all agree with that? Yeah, it's going to mess me and our relationship up. And, and then my kids, you know, I, I got to think about them because I'm, I'm sowing seed. So I got, I got to think, okay, what is that going to do for my kids? And then I got to think, oh, God, what is that going to do to the church? How many people are, am I going to derail in their faith by just letting 15 minutes Mess up 15 years. Because that's typically how it works. The devil's smart. He never shows you what's on the back side of the curtain. He just shows you the front side of the curtain. So then now, I've ruined people's life. And here's the sad thing about believers who are not preachers. Believers think that how a preacher lives should be totally different than how they're supposed to live. Let me tell you something. We all have the same Bible. The same Bible says, thou shalt not steal. That's not just for me. The same Bible says, do not fornicate. That's not just for me. Right? So I magnify the consequences. And then when I magnify the consequences, I rewind. No, can't do that. Go through Zagby's. Hey, how you doing? Hey. Amen. When you review the results of following the temptation by magnifying the results, then you have to remove yourself from the temptation. Don't just stay around it. Some of you all have temptations at work. Amen. When you get to work, don't look at the skirt. And here's what gets me with single people these days. I might as well just throw this out here. This is free. Touch your neighbor and say, this is free right here. I don't know why single people feel like just because they're going to marry the person, it's okay to sleep with them, live with them, pay bills with them. Can I, can I tell you what the Bible says that is? Shacking. <laughs> no, that's called fornication and adultery. Now, I know that's a new word to the church these days. <laughs> but watch this. I asked someone this week, were the consequences of how, if, if, if I fail into temptation, were the consequences of my life uh, bigger than the consequences of their life? And they thought, well, probably so because I'm a pastor. Well, guess what? I disagree. Because we have to remember the temptations that we face whether we pass or fail is going to impact somebody's life. So watch this. Even though you may not be the pastor of a church, you still have influence in someone's life. And what if a person that you have led to the Lord and have gotten influence in, let's say that person is the next Pastor Joel Osteen. 
and you flunk a temptation and derail their faith, here it was now, you've impacted the world just as much as I have. Do you see that? In other words, your call on your life ain't no, ain't no you say, well, my call is not as important as y'all. yours. Yes, it is. All of our calls are just as important. So now that'll help you. Because some of you all are on the line. I got to close because I didn't have a lot, lot of time. But you're right here. And I'm trying to help you. Because uh, God wants you to pass this test. Let me tell you why. Because every time you pass a temptation, a blessing comes. Temptation itself is not wrong. It's my response to the temptation that makes it wrong. Now, there is a blessing on the other side of the the temptation. And there are some single people in this room. You, you, You can't upset with God because you ain't married yet. Can I tell you why you ain't married? Because you, you can't stay committed to your relationship with him. Let me tell you something. If you can't learn to not stop, if you can't learn to stop sleeping around now, you'll sleep around when you get married. Touch your neighbor and say, he ain't talking to me. Now look at him again and say, are oh, you single though? Some of y'all in this room right now, You need to delete some phone numbers out of your phone. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and just clap. If you're going to clap, just go ahead and clap right there. So it sounds good on the CD. Now look at your neighbor and say, let me look at your phone. (laughs) I believe God wanted a message that talked about temptation because there are many of you that are in it. And he wants you to know he sees where you are and he's going to help you. But you got to call for his help. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, there are some people in this room, you say, Pastor Evan, boy, you caught me. Boy, you caught me. This is a good time. I needed this word because I'm in the middle of this thing. I'm in the middle of it. And I need your help. I need you to pray for me because I'm being challenged. I don't know what area you're being challenged in, but I'm I'm talking to a lot of people who are being challenged right now in their life. Temptation is knocking on the door. And I see you looking through the peephole. You're contemplating whether you should open the door or not. And I'm saying, don't open it. Hallelujah. If you're here, with every head bowed and every eye closed, you say, Pastor Evan, I need you to pray for me. I'm in the middle of that. I'm in the middle of it. I'm fighting it. Raise your hand right there at your seat so I can pray for you. Hands all over the place. Oh, my, 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 my. Yes, 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 yes. See your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Oh, I see all the hands. Keep them up because I'm going to pray for you now. Father, in the name of Jesus, only you can reach a person with a word like this. And Lord, I pray that whatever tempting area that they are experiencing right now, I declare for you to make a way of escape that they'll be able to bear it. And Father, I pray that not only will they succeed and not only will they overcome, but Father, there's a blessing on the other side of this temptation. And so I pray now that you will strengthen them. You will help them. You will encourage them. And God, most of all, you will deliver them 
many of the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers out of all. And so I declare an exodus for their lives, an exodus to, to be released in the midst of this temptation. And I thank you for their lives being changed, for blessings flowing, and most of all, for you being glorified in their lives in Jesus' name. You may put your hand down. And Father, I declare over our church that we'll take this seriously. That Father, where there have been doors of temptation that are, have been opened, I pray that you will close them by the Spirit of God now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There's a man here, uh, and you're wondering, should you tell your wife about what's been going on. And uh, you, you're thinking in your mind, okay, if I let her know what's going on, then my wife is, is going to leave me. But one thing about temptation, if you, don't, if you don't expose it, the enemy will keep you trapped. And so I want to challenge you, brother, to let your wife know what's going on. And, and woman of God, when he comes and shares, I just want you to just don't overreact. Don't overreact. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a teenager in here. Huh? Uh, this is interesting because most of my teenagers are in the back. But there's a, there's a teenager in here. Or they may be here. It's one of y'all's kids, and they stole some money from you. In fact, uh, you had some money come up missing, and you've been trying to figure out, where did I put that money? You think you misplaced that money, but they actually took that money. And uh, when they come to let you know, or when you go to approach them, don't be so upset. Okay? Don't be so upset. I don't know who I'm talking to with every head bow. Who am I talking to? Who, who has some money come up missing? Anybody in here has some money come up missing? Right here? Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Anybody else? I feel there are a couple of people. Well, woman or guy, just approach them. Because part of you know is, you know, you, you, you know, wow, I, you don't want to believe it, but go to them. They'll be honest with you. Father, thank you for that child, and I pray that they will be honest in the name of Jesus. Just be still. Father, I pronounce the blood of Jesus Christ over situations, over relationships that have been affected by the negative results of temptation. And I pray that the blood of Jesus, which purges our conscience from dead works, I pray that that blood will cover and that blood, Father, will help those in these relationships that have been affected by temptation, God, I pray that only you can stabilize them and strengthen them 
And I declare this in Jesus' name. Can you just give the Lord a hand clap for those who raised their hands? Wow. Well, early in the service, I did an altar call.